Nice. So we live. Thank you very much. We're in. Welcome to the Hotbox Show. Episode. What is it? 129. Can you believe it? Even during the lockdown. Crazy. This is lockdown episode. What? Four. Four. Number four. Four. Yeah. And we're getting pretty good at it too. It's still weird though, not having a a room for. Listen to all these coughing and shit. We have to feed all the visitors that come over. Have we got Buzz in the I house? Yeah, Buzz is around. Yeah. Cool. <coughs> well, um, it's weird not speaking to everybody during the week and having like a Boravors roll before the show like we used to. There's no build-up so, vibe. There's no build-up vibe and nobody's really, really stoned as fuck before we go into the show. Unless our guests are, I have no idea. Guests tonight are coming to you from, in order, Cape Town... Swaziland in New York. Um, Connor and his crew from Joint Cannabis Consultants are uh, going to join us from Nurduk and uh, the City Bowl and around to see how it is in Cape Town. And then we're going to go to Mbaban to talk about lockdown in Swaziland. And then finally, round about 10 to 8 or so, we're going to call in on um, Danny Danko in New York and see how it is with him. And how lockdown is, we, all I see at the moment from New York is some pretty horrific figures and facts, so let's get it from the horse's mouth. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about how it is in lockdown with everybody. Uh, we'll get the live stream up and running just now. How's everybody in the crew? How's everybody's lockdown head? How's it, how are your brains down? Are you pickled yet? Mm, not bad. I'm doing pretty good. Um, yeah. Just keeping sane, doing things around the house, you know, the garden keeps me the most sane, growing plants is what I do, so I find my solace in Becoming more sane, maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely, it helps me, it just helps me, you know, when you've got nothing to do, go in the garden, you'll find something to do, and then it also, you know, it makes <laughs> You find yourself busy the entire day, yeah. Oh, God, we'd live, on, we'd live in a plot, what do you want to know about the garden, Jesus? There we go, that's it. And Joe, did you get all your solar stuff sorted out and everything organised? So, 
<laughs> we're still busy in the process of all of that. Uh, part of that process is now pruning the trees in the garden. So we have had tree fellers in, in our garden for uh, the last three days, too. They're coming tomorrow to do the biggest tree on the property, which is almost the biggest tree in the neighborhood. Wow. I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. Um, and what, are, what yeah, are, we've got firewood for at least two years now. And what about that? What, what about those trees? Trees in the background, I can see there. How are those trees doing? Oh yeah, we did some gardening. Um, <laughs> this was this was one of the last plants. We had to take it down like a week early because uh, bedrock was starting to was starting to show signs. So well, we did the responsible thing, and I ran out of space where I've been drying the rest of them. So this is popsicle. <laughs> yes. Popsicle well, Popsicle started its life through friends of Dan's in Canada. That's actually, we called it Popsicle, but it's actually a chem dog blueberry derivative of something or other from a few years ago. I don't think we got any more of those now. Um, this is vaccine from that. Tonight's um, poll, while I'm thinking about it, is um, this is now day, what is it, 14 or something, 15, of what was meant to be 420 every day of the month. This was the month of months for stoners <laughs> for the whole world forevermore. We were going to do something mull every day forever and now everybody's stuck in their lounges. Since I learned the numbers 420, this has been the month I've been waiting for since I was a, like a teenager, young teenager. Yeah. Um, you dug out a whole bunch of worldwide 420 celebrations, Joe. There's a ton of online stuff going on on the day. Uh, we might get around. We're going to. Josh is having issues hearing. Another guest in the mix. So, uh, Buzz came up with uh, this week's poll. What are you going to be doing to celebrate 420? Online 420 events? Turning up my reggae? Or just another day of blazing? Three of them. It's a weird 420 this year. It's like the days of sharing and caring on D Day on 420 this year is going to be very different. What are you going to do to celebrate 420? Tune in to some online events, tune in up and turning up your own reggae, or you're yeah. just another day of blazing. Yeah, I, do what you would have done at D-Day, guys. Sit out on the lawn, light a fat blunt, and listen to some reggae music. Okay, and then after 15 no, minutes when you finish the blunt. Eh? That's Monday, yeah. The 20th is a Monday, so it's, it's, a, it's a, an amazing way to spend a Monday. I mean, come on. Well, we got a I list. I'm going to bounce to all the online things and see what's going on. Well, if we get a, we've got a list of stuff at the end of the show of the amount of things going on worldwide. It's like spearheaded by um, Vancouver and Dana Larson yeah. and Jody Emery. They they they're going to do a history lesson of 25 years of it and put a whole bunch of old footage in. So that might be worth watching. We're still working on a virtual D-Day on Saturday the 25th. It hasn't gone away. Um, we're working on a few things to do a show based around the Hotbox show with all the artists that were going to be on the main stage piped into the studio kind of like this. So we're all going to need the crew's help for that one for sure. Wow. Okay, we've got a whole bunch of guests lining up here. So Buzz, what's, what have you been up to for the last week? Last time we spoke, we were going to be out of uh, lockdown by about midnight tonight. How did you take the president's spiel? I'm not going to lie, uh, two more weeks of shutdown isn't ideal, um, but you know what it's like, so I've just tried to keep my head in a case, sera, sera space. 
you know, read a bit, jam a bit, do all the things on my site that need doing, sort of autumn cleaning and things like that. But honestly, just going with the flow still is, I think the moment you start worrying about it, it sort of snowballs. And I see a lot of people around me struggling with it and that. So, yeah, just more case here, I'll survive. Are you getting many online queries? Are you getting? Is there still traffic coming to your site wondering if somebody can get like a, a, a lockdown bong or something? Uh, the, the shortage at the moment is a drought of rolling papers. Yeah. I think what's happened is that all the stars and the pick and pays and that, uh, they see rolling papers as part of their tobacco products. So people are having to use onion skins, the yellow pages, holy roller with the Bible I've page. I've onion skins, But there's yeah. definitely a rolling paper drought out there, eh? Wow, I had no idea. Shit, I had no idea. I never even thought about it. I, I, I smoke a glass pipe. I don't do rolling papers. All so, my mates are sending me messages asking for blades and where can I get RZA from and what do they do? And I'm just like, sure, right? should have prepared. <laughs> no one prepared, yeah. I wonder if there's a couple of, I wonder if there's a couple of um, uh, shops around, like health food shops or something that have things like that. That might be an essential item, you know, like you can get CBD and stuff. Maybe you could buy some CBD and they'd throw in a bunch of blades. Go look at the green side and, the, and we do have running paper there. Yeah. Well, you open. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Quinton from Magic Dragon. Yeah. Uh, they do mostly health stuff, but I think they're moving some blades on the side. But it also, it's been raising a question for me because now Ramaphosa said um, he's legalizing medical cannabis. So does that mean the accessories for medical cannabis are also essential then because it's medical? Right. So if you can't smoke your medicine, what are you going to do? If you can't <laughs> make your medicine, what are you going to do? Is that Good what point. he's actually... Have they actually prioritized weed like that? Medicine? Well, uh, Ramaphosa said they were legalizing it as medical in his last State of the Nation, I recall. Aha. Sorry, man. Yeah, I'm with you. No, for sure. He can't backpedal on that. No, you're absolutely right. Fuck, we live in strange times. Uh, well, we've, um, you know, in our area, there's there's a list of stuff you can buy offline. It's all good. You can get anything you want, really. Everybody jumped up. and I, I haven't seen anything about blades yet, but I've seen plenty of cigarettes and alcohol and everything else going down. The, the black market is alive and well, and every single comment I see, it's always the cops that are involved in it being busted. There's loads and loads of cop issues at the moment with them trying to run the market. It's hilarious. Did you ever think you'd see the day? It's just insane. It's absolutely insane. But I'm not surprised that so many cops are being arrested for being involved in selling the black market cigarettes and alcohol. Because they're stealing it from the spazzer shops and then selling it privately. They are like correct. they did without ganja. Why? why say it with me? Fuck the police. <laughs> so, um, have any of you been out to get any just basic stuff and been stopped here? Have you seen any cops on the road, anybody? I haven't seen any. Yesterday I went out to go get some groceries and there was a huge roadblock and my heart stopped. And I thought, oh my God, am I carrying weed on me? And meantime, they were just like spraying people's hands and shit and like... Oh, is everyone right type thing? <laughs> but paranoia setting for some reason because like, I was the only fucking car on the road. I was like, shit, I can't stop or turn around or anything. Well, I could. I could slightly noticeable. I couldn't wait any longer. I had to get to a heavy duty hardware shop to get some electric fence stuff yesterday. And I couldn't believe what a pleasant drive it was. 
there was just nobody. I wound the windows down and went as slow as I could really just to relish being out. It was bizarre. And I yeah, actually found out... If you check on Waze now, you'll probably see the, the shortest travel <laughs> routes or distances or like, you know, ever. You'll never have these kind of travel times ever. we got so many Derek Chomsers on the Facebook feed and he says, um, it was that we, Blades is the only thing he did a panic buy on. <laughs> so he wasn't, he wasn't in for the toilet paper run, he was the sensible guy. You got the blades I've first. Do, I've had to do a drop also of Rizla. I've had to do like a secret stash and dash of Rizla for a mate of mine. Fucking hell. So I'm sure am I I'm sure my local spas would have something to say about it. I mean, geez. I'm sure they'd be able to do something somewhere along the line. We'd get something. But anyway, Christ. <coughs> well, um that's Joburg pretty well buttoned up. I haven't seen any cops anywhere, I haven't seen any blue lights. <coughs> Uh, I can see a major freeway from my front door uh, and at night there isn't a single red tracer light, nothing. It's, it's the quietest. It's quieter now than it was 30 years ago when I moved in. And when I moved in it was called Lancet. I can highway from my place and it's still busy right now. Okay, but, but less. No, well, debatable, <clears throat> hey? In the, when, the, when the lockdown first started, it was absolute silence. It was weird. It was actually very weird. Now, <coughs> people are getting out. I'm hearing more and more cars hitting the highway. I and mean, you get the guys with those super loud bikes that are trying to be inconspicuous, but without any traffic around them, they're really not. They're just yeah. completely like, signaled out there. And yeah, there wasn't like somewhere around the area letting loose over the weekend. I could hear racing up and down the highway. It sounded like they were doing. Yeah, a run, a circuit. <laughs> That's what I would be doing, just fucking crank it down an yeah. empty highway. Imagine fucking Ooh. doing that. Get some G-force going on. Wow. Yeah, I'd be doing Hello, Leonard. Leonard is watching. I haven't seen Leonard on the thread for quite a long time. So, um, I believe we've got our guests, a couple of guests in from Cape Town. Now you've been listening to everything we've been talking about in uh, Johannesburg. And cops, I think, are centred on really dense, densely populated areas because every all the news I hear about the cops and stuff is like what seems to be like the victimisation of all of the townships. To me, just looking from the outside in, I know there was I saw a picture of some cops running after a white woman who was walk, running with a dog. She was trying to evade the cops who were chasing after her for, to arrest her for walking the dog. So <laughs> have we have we got any of the Cape Town crew at the moment? I think I see Josh there. Josh, are you in the house? Yeah, no. Hello? Yeah, no, he's there. Josh, how are you? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, good to, Hi. Good to see your face. I haven't seen you for ages. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, it's been a while. Hello, people. Hello. Have you, have, you, um, have you been listening in? Yeah, I've been paying attention. Have you, um, do you know of any of your friends that were harassed by the police for walking their dog or anything in Cape Town? How's it going in no, the... No, not really. Um, not any of my friends. I did see a Instagram story of a dude getting like arrested by the cops for buying like a two litre Coke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got and, beaten. He got slapped by them. Um, but like, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone like get arrested or like harassed by the police or like heard of anyone. Yeah. And I can. Uh, there are like quite a lot of cops around my area, though, at the moment. Okay. And are you, are you in the city bowl? Yeah, I live like just above, like just up from Long Street, basically. 
Okay, and now I can see Simon's there. Good evening, Simon. Thanks for joining us from Cape Town. Yeah, how's it going? How's it going? Lekker to see your face, bro. Mm -hmm. I bet yeah, are you it just itching to get out with a camera and do a bunch of content that you can't get? I have no the things I'm putting out are starting to become a bit weird and wacky and I think it's about <laughs> time I get outside. <laughs> I can't wait for the time to be over. <laughs> And Connor, you're just you're just sat there in Nordok in like behind the lentil curtain all on your own there. And you've got to like negotiate cops a vec to get anywhere. It must be pretty hectic. No, it's pretty chilled out here, man. I mean, I, I heard a couple of stories from uh, mates in Joburg where uh, a woman was reported for, for fetching her wheelie bin from the pavement. And the cops rocked up at her house. See, neighbors are snitching on each other now. <laughs> Yeah, but I heard that you guys in Cape Town, when you had those, those water ration things, I, I was told by a mate of mine that also having to wash their cars inside their garage, but the neighbors would still see the water running out of the garage door <laughs> into the pavement and then call the cops on them. Ah, yeah, I wouldn't put it close to Ah, that's rough, <laughs> <laughs> no, but otherwise, Nordic's been pretty chill there. Eh? We, we, we've got this little, uh, like, WhatsApp group for our road. Really nice people. So, so five o'clock every day, we all, like, stand in our driveways and let the dogs into the road and, like, have a drink and a smoke and kind of <coughs> out with each other across the road. It's, it's, it's quite pleasant, I guess. Uh, take some footage of it, because you'll show it to your kids one day and they'll just wonder how... <laughs> bizarre the whole thing was. I'm finding it more and more bizarre as I go along. I've digested all the information now, I've seen all the posts, I've been down all the threads and now I've come to an absolute zero on what I believe. I don't believe, I, there's nothing to believe really yeah, anyway. Yeah. I cannot grasp hold of anything tangible to completely believe in yet. I don't know what it is with you guys. How do you feel about that Simon? Have you got, do you, do you figure you know what's going on about anything? No, every every time I kind of have a theory down or find someone that thinks or kind of sees it seems like they know what they're talking about, I hear another bit of information that kind of blows it out the water. So I mean, shit, I'm just hoping by the time we get out of it, we all still have our sanity intact and we can just carry on going. And whereabouts are you in Cape Town? Uh, Highfield Village. So it's all very quiet anyway. So I don't know. Life is pretty normal as far as like the streets and and the, the societal living goes. And you're, you're, so you're in walking distance to all the amenities you need to get to a shop or something, yeah? And you, and yeah, you, yeah, but I think cigarettes is the only worry. I'm probably going to have to quit. I think I'm on my last time. <laughs> uh, I tried that last week, bro. It didn't work out so well. <laughs> no, luckily, I've got enough ganja to last me through like the apocalypse itself, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been a scary thing on our side just because obviously we, I've, got, I've got my ganja. You can see some in the background there. So I've got enough to last me a while. And then we've got, we've got a warehouse full of gin because we've got a distillery. So the amount of phone calls we're getting from people, it's like, please, like, just couple me a bottle of gin, man. We've run out of booze and it's, it's crazy. Um, you didn't it's know crazy. how many best friends you had, hey? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's quite yeah. extra It's quite extraordinary how it has changed to booze and ciggies so quickly. The government's... Of the world, well, this government is just not learning its lesson about any of it. It, it is making a complete asshole of itself by even thinking that prohibiting something would just make people stop. 
It's, it's, that's the yeah. strangest thing of all, that they actually think that banning something will make it better. I don't get it at all. I mean, like, I'll, I'll be honest, I went and I, I bought some cigarettes from a connection. Um, and, and I felt like I was buying heroin on long <laughs> Yeah, same. experience same. of my life. Same I was so freaked out, and I'm like, what the hell, I'm buying a carton of inches. And then I, I found out that a friend of ours um, in Hot Bay, found someone through Facebook and they actually did like a proper drop where this guy's selling cig like loose cigarettes on Facebook. So she bought like 10 and he wrapped them up in tinfoil and then met her in a parking lot and like put it through her window. What? It's like the weirdest, most absurd world I've I experienced. <laughs> it's, it's flipped right on its head. The whole world is flipped right on its head. It's crazy. Yeah, I met uh, late at night in a dodgy garage. You pull up, there's no one around. Guy pulls up next to you in a car, gives you your car to the street. But then Lucy's good. It feels worse when there's no one around because there's no busyness to cover, you know, what you're doing. That's it. It's crazy. It really is crazy. But the cigarette thing, I, I just don't understand it. I mean, like, people are locked up at home and now everyone's in nicotine withdrawals. It's just going to cause, like, I don't know, abuse or like angst, angst really. something, you know? Angst. It's and increased symptoms. Uh, yeah, there's some some stores that have been looted this week as well. Yeah, all of the all of the total gas stations within 20 k's of me have been hit in the last two weeks. So um, it's already starting. It's already starting. We're all having our issues. There's it's, there's stuff going on in the background. It's not going to get any better like that. Tell me, uh, Joint Cannabis Consultants, have you got a project in the pipeline during? Lockdown. Are you managing to get some artistic content out there? Are you collaborating on anything at all? I mean, we do. I mean, we do the live stream now every Friday. I think that's that's been our biggest like okay. adaption to to the to the lockdown. Con and I and, and Sai talk yeah. shit every Friday at two p.m. Two p.m. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Instagram live tomorrow. <laughs> um, but. So I'm not even chatting, and it's just like this. This whole lockdown's kind of put like a lot on hold. So it's been quite weird, and like to plan around this and like to create content while everyone's stuck at home is a bit is, is different. So especially in the way we create content. Yeah, like I've never done sitting down stuff, so it's strange <laughs> to like make content where all I do is sit down and talk. Now it's a lot like it's a lot harder to keep it entertaining. Can I recommend TikTok? <laughs> I'm so close. I am so close. It's like if I see one more good dance video, I'm gonna do it. We need the African stoners to take over TikTok. There's already a huge stoner element in there. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm TikTok fan. Like I've got eight followers already. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I think I'm gonna have to take that conversation offline. TikTok's another whole thing. I, th I think I'm about fifty years too old for it. Not even. Uh, so, but it's just another. It, the old folk are taking over and kicking the youngins out. And is it just another platform to create content for? Because content, it's that's the most hectic part of it all. The content. Yeah, but this is maximum a minute. What? Yep. Oh, are we that fucked? Are we actually that <laughs> fucked that it's actually a minute now? <laughs> Jesus. You have sixty seconds to average person. person. But it's lacquer. Okay, well, I'd better look into it. Danny, you on TikTok yet? No. 
Have you been there? <laughs> no. no, I haven't been there. Buzz, have you have you been TikToking? What what's TikTok about? Uh, it's kind of like it's the new Vine. It's, I think yeah, it's longer yeah. than Vine's work. But I watch the compilations on YouTube and that. Some of them are funny, some of them are cut. It's just a nice way to be creative in a very short format. Oh. And it's a lot more positive, I've noticed as well, because I think that's what's got what's driven me there. If Facebook is so bitchy and negative and full of fucking conspiracy theories, and Twitter's always negative for me, and uh, I just feel it's something different from Instagram, so I checked it out, and I'm fucking hooked. I cry, I laugh, that I'm crying daily. But there's, there's only so much twerking to the Twilight theme song that I can watch. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Not even all of them, it's just dancing. There's a lot of people doing like story times and voiceovers and just <coughs> staring at the fucking camera. I, what I've got these plants in one of them, literally just staring at the camera with music in the background going, um, I think, you know, the, oh fuck, I don't know, old people, my brain isn't working. <laughs> Define your TikTok. <laughs> oh, well, 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 you, Joe. Hmm. <laughs> you, you learn something every day. Um, I don't know what, you know, there's very little weed news around. You have to create what you create in in the news. But internationally speaking, everything really is on hold, weed um, weed and all. But, I mean, it's what about some rerun edits, Simon? What about rehashing stuff and editing shit out? You've, See, we've, we've looked at that and we've discussed that, which is why we've put up um, a few older pictures from, from sort of back along our adventures. The problem is, as I've sort of discussed with the with the guys a couple of times, and most of our stuff we took out because it was kind of too rude to put in. So <laughs> it's not really like we have much wiggle room in the space of uh, in the ways of like just using the B-roll. Aha! Uh -huh. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Um, one day, one day we'll auction the the Ducker couple's ten years of B-roll on eBay. Because there's some there's some classic outtakes of there's some classic outtakes of years of stuff that never made it onto film because it was just absolutely awful at the time or something, really. There's about six hours of slow mo shots in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah, no, there's. In fact, there's, the whole of the end two has been slow moed by the crew. We did about a thousand k's of slow mo. Oh my God! Well, you know what, guys? It's been really cool catching up with you from Cape Town. We're all in the same boat. I dare say you guys are clipping away as well. Probably we've got clipping going on. Everyone's harvesting something or other, and there's no—that's the hardest part for us—is the, um, the social interaction of clipping. It used to be like this massive party, but it ain't anymore. It's the weirdest thing. Wait, yeah, I've, I've watched you all on YouTube in the last yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm back on YouTube. I've finished with everything else. I'm deep down in the algorithm of fucking the soft white underbelly of YouTube. <laughs> Bunch of weird shit. All this fringe stuff going through my head. Really, really. Somebody just put a post up that said she was stopped in a roadblock in Port Alfred the other day and she was smoking a ciggy and the cop threatened to fine her five to ten thousand rand for smoking. Oh God. <laughs> fuck, who, who mandated this shit? I mean, who the fuck thought of this? Well, can I ask a question? Are they, are they asking in Joburg at the, at the stops, are they asking to see your slips as like proof that you're, uh, that you're out on a mission? 
Um, we don't know anyone that's been pulled over. We don't even know where there's a roadblock. A, a, a mate of mine's uh, boyfriend was going to see her. He got stopped, and he had a, a cold coke in his car. Thank, like thankfully, but they asked to see slips, just to like uh, as proof to 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 show that he went to the shops. But he just showed a cold coke, and he's like, I didn't ask for the slip, <laughs> and the cops let him go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fuck, imagine the cops, they've been running out of coke money for ever since lockdown. They're, they're starving as well. Um, just I reckon if I was going off to my girlfriend or something, I'd have like a whole checkers packet full of groceries with the list of what's in there, as if I've just been to the shops and I'm going home or something. Some sort of prop. But you yeah. think of stuff like that... Because, like, travelling now with six beers is probably the same adrenaline as a kilo of Swazi. Say again, Buzz? Maybe there's a market now for counterfeit till slips. <laughs> ah. Do you see my face light up there? <laughs> Uh, somebody's saying tobacco, booze and hemp CBD stuff is essential in Germany. Yeah, Germany's got some great stuff going with the... With the California um, too, yeah. California. Um, Becky Selly is on TikTok, says Raz Warren. Go check Becky out. <laughs> lying, I'm getting TikTok now. Becky Selly is a top cop, man. Try it. Uh, Derek Chomsa, drive with a toilet roll in the car. You know, like get a pack of four twin ply and a slip and just leave them there all the time. <laughs> You've got to be careful of the date on that slip, though. Uh, somebody yeah. called Joanne Campbell says, I don't think I can smoke any more weed than what I do at the moment. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, <very> true. <laughs> Everyone's tolerances are going sky high too, so... Are you smoking a lot, guys? Yeah, yeah. more than usual. More than usual. I wonder, yeah. if, I wonder if that's the case with everybody on the live stream, on the thread. Um, I don't know whether I am. I'm, I'm, I'm alternating a day on weed and a day on dab, mostly. I have a dab day and then a weed day. Just, well, I'm running out of dab. It's you're so running sad. out of dabs? Oh, fuck, dude, we can't let that happen. I barely started on my dad. the last of it. Yeah, I've got none. <laughs> so how much are you going to charge him to deliver that over Carps or Vec? Smuggle it in the toilet rolls. Well, I've been training some ravens. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you lie. In the in the late nineties, I had a mate in Pretoria that used carrier pigeons to get coke yes. to, to to Joburg down the N1. Straight down the oh straight down. They followed the road straight down the N1 into Joburg. True story. That is Came amazing. Oh my god. Carrier pigeons <laughs> and coke. Yeah. And think it's hit by a bus. I'm actually flabbergasted. Like that's insane. <laughs> How's a carrier pigeon going to carry a two-litre nowadays, though? <laughs> <laughs> or an 18-pack of toilet paper? Ah, you joke, we start using the hardy dogs, boy. <laughs> you can at least carry some rolling papers. pigeons with ropes attached to them, and they're all carrying one, like, 16-pack of two-plus. <laughs> 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 Murder of crows, dude. Yeah. Uh, um, 
It's been very cool talking to you guys. You're always a good laugh. Uh, the hot box is right here for you. When you get when all of this fucking finishes, we'll end up having the jazz farm party of parties and um, get everybody along to um, you know like hug like human beings again and get past all of this shit. Yeah. Uh, Mary Lou's been yeah, making some very Mary Lou's made some really cool uh, weed leaf masks. They're very funky. So I wore one of those in a hardware yesterday, which was cool. But there's a whole bunch of people wearing funky masks. I mean, it's already, it's like this fashion accessory. It's fucking out there. Yeah. Well, where's yours, Sai? Where's your skull one? Oh, that's deep in the cupboard right now. Deep in the cupboard. The COVID cupboard. Anyway, thanks for having us. Um, thanks for being there. Good luck with the rest of the clip and I hope you sort the scissor mm -hmm. blisters out and everything's cool. And um, good luck with everything and we'll see. We should have seen you for the expo like what, two weeks ago or something? Three weeks yeah. ago, but all of that was finished. So um, we'll check you on the flip side. D-Day's not finished. It'll morph into something by the end of the year. We're going to do something or other with that. So we'll see you there, guys. Thank you so much for joining us from Cape Town. Okay, one love. Buzz, I noticed you've been doing a couple of writings. That's cool to see that, that you're back on the writing game. Yeah, it's as good a time as any, eh? <laughs> yeah, what else are you going to do? It's like fucking yeah, pulling... I must admit, it's like pulling teeth with me at the moment, doing... Uh, I'm, I'm having a total relapse with it because we're doing so much content in Europe and Vienna and before that and doing tours and doing conferences it's like I've gone to ground in my head a little bit with the content. Um, I just... know content's been on my mind a lot. I've also been thinking like you were saying earlier we're all burning through our Netflix, we're burning through our YouTube, we're burning through our Showmax, we're burning through our TikTok but also what's happening to the content industry at the moment because we're going to come out of this but now there's going to be a, a you know, drought of content creation. Totally. I'm with you. No, I think uh, um, I commend you in your creativity of putting words in front of each other because at the moment I'm a little bit brain dead on it. I must admit I'm missing my laptop. I haven't, I haven't got a laptop. I'm running off a phone and it's a lot more difficult to knock out 1,200 words on a phone. <laughs> but um, it's a little bit to do with my headspace as well. I'm, I'm quite happy not doing any content. But snooze you lose, you know. Um, if you don't do any content, you fucking way, way down the SEOs and that's it. It's the end of you because... There's content everywhere. Fuck this. Have you seen how much music's getting live streamed? Yeah. Yeah. There's a few artists for 420 that are also doing live streams. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. We'll put the links. Oh, yeah. Okay. That'll be interesting yeah. to see. And for D Day, I mean, 420's on Monday in like four sleeps' time, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, um,. We have now done Cape Town. Those guys, they're not taking any strain. It's weird, isn't it? It's like everyone's been in their house three weeks and just waiting. Just waiting and waiting and waiting. And more, the more we wait, the more of a rack that we smell. Yeah. Everyone, the more yeah. people are sitting and thinking deeply about things and yeah. how things are working. Well, Do you remember, time, eh? remember last week with Tarbo, he was saying that... Um, uh, there's a whole bunch of Swaziland weed getting into Soweto still. And then, yeah. and then on the thread last week, um, we saw um, Jordan Curl on the thread talking from Swaziland. Well, we've asked him into the show this week 
to see how it is in Swaziland because Tabo got hold of me during the week and he said one of the trucks didn't make it, it was stopped on the N4. So I've got a compi that all the narcs are watching this show looking for tips on how to fucking bust weed because we keep talking about weed and things. So I wondered if it was me talking to Tabo about Swazi weed transportation and all of a sudden the fucking the truck gets nailed on the M4. So maybe it was my fault for bringing up the subject. But anyway, there is a whole bunch of weed getting transported all over the place. Um, Joanne Campbell, what about a special hotbox show for 420 on Monday? Joanne, you know what? We decided that we're going to do it on the day of D-Day, on the 25th, because there's so much going on on the 20th from all over the world that we'd be, uh, we'd be drowning in content. So we're going to stick to our plan for Saturday the 25th, and we're going to get the live bands on the thread to talk about their work and sing a song live or not live. And we got the affiliates coming in. Um, Green Smoke Room's going to do a competition with the Whirly thing. With maybe he can actually give out blades or something. I don't know. Maybe he could win a win a packet of blades on D Day. <laughs> so um, I think we've got Jordan in the house. Jordan is in Swaziland somewhere. He's no stranger to the show. He's been on the show before. Myrtle and I met him in Cape Town as he was part of Canatech, and he joins us now from. I have a funny feeling like the middle of nowhere in Swaziland. <laughs> are you in a city somewhere? Hello, man. How are you? Hey, man. I'm doing well. Um, no, I'm outside the cities. I'm actually kind of deep, deep in the rural area. Um, mostly, like, there's not even law enforcement out here at the moment. Like, it's kind of that rural at the moment, more of the south side of the, between uh, Manzini and the Bain. Can't be too specific, but I'm out there. <laughs> okay. and it, But now, is this like... An extension of your plan. Didn't you just go there for a couple of weeks? Cars everywhere. Yeah, I was actually only supposed to be here uh, until the like, 19th. And then Israel got locked down. My apartment got uh, basically said I couldn't quarantine there. And then uh, my visa, I, I wasn't able to go into South Africa. So I kind of just got stuck in Swaziland. So I'm just kind of like riding it out on, on a farm at the moment. Like I've got decent Wi-Fi or data at the moment. Uh, I'm working remotely. I've got good cannabis. Like it's not actually the worst thing in the world because it's it's kind of like being on a farm, like you back in the states, like Oregon and California. Like I've actually got better signal here than I have at any farm back in like California. Ah, <laughs> in Swaziland. Eh? That's a very cool thing to hear. That's a very cool thing. So, um, are you um, without get, giving away too much? Are you actually in a growing area? Are you up in the mountains somewhere? Oh, I'm not, I'm not a, like, it, it, there's growing that goes on around, like, up in the mountains nearby. Like, it's kind of a, the community I'm in, uh, it's, it, it's known, not, it's not known for cannabis, but the people that do inhibit, like, hit this area, up in the mountains, they do have grows and whatnot. Almost anywhere near, like, a water source or a stream or anywhere that's just, like, you know, big enough to put a little plantation at, uh, they'll cut one down. Actually, like, uh, about four months ago, I took an ultra flight over... Follow so, the rivers and the tributaries. You just can follow the patches as they go down the river. So, so, so more like gorilla gorilla grass, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 they make they make cave, they take very good care to make them small enough so they can't see them from the helicopters overhead. Right. So, so they try to hide them in the bush, kind of like they used to do, like in the Federal Reserves, like in America and whatnot. Very similar style. Uh, you got to you know, most places take anywhere from like. 30 minutes to two hours, four hours to get to on foot. And most places will have somebody that's actually like sleeping on location on these like little uh, grow growth. 
And um, we heard last week from one of our guests that was in Soweto that um, there's an abundance of Swazi on the streets in, in Johannesburg's townships. So the wheels still go on. You've heard stories of um, our lockdown in South Africa. It's particularly brutal. Um, there's a lot of physical harm done to people, psychological harm. They have, they've had all of their vices taken away from them. And you've heard all of this shit. Is it the same in Swaziland? Are they taking it as seriously there? Um, it, it's starting to get pretty serious, actually. Uh, the, like the, like the, the partial lockdown started, I think, on the 27th. And then a week later, the full lockdown went down. Um, and it's been kind of just like a slow implementation of like like social distancing and a few other product like things. Cigarettes are still be able to get purchased. We haven't run out of rolling paper yet, although I haven't been in town in about a week. Um, like the military and the, the police are kind of like like after the like the actual lockdown went into effect. I traveled in town once, and it was pretty brutal. And I've read a few heard a few stories about other things going on in bigger cities and whatnot. Like as far as the police being bored. You walk by and you drive by, the cops aren't really doing anything, at least on surface level. But then there's been stories of like the cops like making people do push-ups at the, the taxi stands and whatnot, guys that don't have a reason to be out and about. I don't drink, so I don't know the alcohol situations. I know but I know ethanol is really hard to come by at the moment just for any kind of like RSO, like or fixtures, like extraction. <clears throat> but everybody's kind of doing their own thing at the moment. I mean it's just the area I'm at, people are kind of like, there's not really law enforcement to deal with, so people are moving pretty freely. But once you start to get more towards the center of town, that's when it starts to get very, like, fashy, I would say. Uh, being a white dude, like, people don't really mess with me that much, like, when I go into town. But I can definitely understand how the cops get bored and start harassing people who don't have reason to be out and about. They're taking it quite serious up here. Uh, a lot, it's affecting a lot of people. A lot of the service industry has been laid off. Well, like, there's no tourism. Most of the, the backpackers and, uh, like, uh, hostels have all down. There's, I think, one hotel open at the moment. A lot of people got sent home. It's interesting, though, with it being a monarchy, uh, people do have a lot to rely, like, fall back on. Most people have, like, a plot of land or some kind of farmstead. Ah, so it's really, like, curbing down what, like, what could be a potential, like, homelessness issue. But still, like, with the lack of infrastructure and everything else, like, most people aren't getting tested here. So even if you do get sick, chances are you won't be able to go get a test. And if you do, chances are you will have more risk than going to the hospital to get a test than you would be than anything else. And then you also have the, you know, you kind of have the worry. Like, there's been mass text messages being sent all over saying, if you or someone you know has COVID-19 or you come into contact with them, please inform us now. And I don't know, it just it started bringing up just some weird feelings about, uh, like, uh, how they're going about searching for, like, you know, uh, people that are possibly infected. And, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the, the king might be infected as well. He might be sick. Oh, it's kind of like the river mill on the street. Like, All of it's So that could, that could lead to some interesting changes. Um <laughs> Yeah, Those. look, all of, all of the really famous people that got sick all got through the other side of it. That's the other weird thing about it. How many really important and up the ch food chain people actually ended up getting it so far? It's all very strange. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the first round of tests they did here in East Bahini, they did, it was only like three, it was like between 300, it was like 368. And with that number, like, they guessed that was mostly the government officials and the royal family, and those were taking a week to get back. Supposedly, they set up a medical center in the Manzini to do more rapid testing, but honestly, most people are scared to go anywhere or do anything. But it's 
kind of weird because when you get out to more rural life, it, it is like life as usual, just with a little bit weird understanding that we're not supposed to be like talking to each other. There's not a lot of Wi-Fi or data like infrastructure out here, so most people are kind of not really clued into why we're doing all this moment. Like, and so it kind of took time of like a, a like a like a rubber band like wave of people like understanding what needs to be done, and some people taking it seriously to now being taken fully seriously. You do go into town. Everybody's lining up. Everybody's keep maintaining six feet distance or a meter distance. People, most people are using masks of some sort. Like everybody looked at me like I was a weirdo because I was running around with a face mask two months ago, just because I knew I, I possibly could have been a carrier for it. But the thing is now, if people are like wise enough, or at least word spread, like because with the with the the complete lockdown, that's actually when the chiefdoms and the local like uh, law enforcement was to actually enforce the social distancing and the self quarantine. And uh, like as far as extension, they have no idea. There's no they, they like with your with the South African president saying that there's a two week extension. Most people up here are just assuming that it's going to roll over for Swaziland too. Okay. And we don't know even if South Africa opens up, if Swaziland is going to open up as well. So it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few weeks. But like yeah, the ganja's flowing. Everything I've heard from America, like the cannabis people are all working over there. Like. Central workers in Colorado, every, a few other places, it's really good to hear. Um, like Israel, the brother, everybody's doing delivery service in Israel. And so basically, they basically, they've, uh, they've had their outfits and their costumes as delivery drivers for the last few months anyways. We, even with like the, uh, the, the Uber Eats bag with the dropout bottom for packages. So they've already, they already know how to do this for a long time. People have been like already adapted. The fact now that South Africa is getting all used to this, 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 this uh, delivery service infrastructure will be interesting to see as well. Uh, there's not really that much of a need up here for it. Most people just get their local source. Like, I've had no problem getting anywhere from 50 to 200 grams at a time just from people that grow in the area. But, you know, that's Swaziland for you. But that must so, be that must be a, a ridiculously cheap price as well because it hasn't got on a truck. Oh, it has There you go. Nice. Oh, yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think it was I, like it was it's like this big. I think I paid five hundred rand for it, and so that was like came out to like ten euro cents or less uh, a gram. So for me, like I was like I'm, I'm happy with that because I'm used to like like Ukrainian weed that costs like thirteen to sixteen dollars a gram, or you know like Israeli weed that costs you know twenty twenty to twenty five dollars a gram. Three hundred so shekels a gram, from, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Seattle, right? We can get good indoor for anywhere from two to five dollars a gram. So the fact that I, I have ever have to pay more than five euros a gram, I get upset, especially if it's not like quality stuff. At least this stuff, it's like high cross mixed grade. It's like probably between like like nine or ten percent THC, like a really probably high THC B, and it's got like minimal C, which is for me. I just want to grind up and not have to worry about right and like, get blazed up and yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to get high. Like, that's the big thing. Like, I'm just trying to roll joints, you know? So the fact is, like, I don't need stems, and I don't need moisture, and I don't need sleep. As long as it, it comes through, I'm happy to smoke too much outdoor. I come from the, the Oregon and the California, like, uh, you know, scene. So for me, like, I'm used to doing it, having good sun-grown cannabis. Right. The only problem is none of these people up here pull their males. The biggest thing <laughs> is cross-pollination is such an issue. You, I have yet to find any bag without seeds. Like, I can get a half kilo for maybe, like, 100 or 200 rams, but it's going to be probably 50 60% seeds. Like, I've even come upon grows out here where, like, they have fully ball sack pollinated males just sitting in the females, right? And nobody just, like, everybody just kind of looks around at each other. I'm like, you know what to do with this, right? We need a plastic bag and try to explain, like, like how to contain the pollen and whatnot and how to dispose of it. 
everybody looked at me like I had a dick on my forehead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like look at this crazy guy putting a bag over the cloth. Um, well, if you think about it, how much you could get, what, $3 each for one of those seeds in Humboldt? Just because of that exotic? It's just that the thing is that, like, the Europeans that came through here about 10, 11 years ago, as well as some of the South African growers, they released a lot of genetics up here that just, like, went all over the place. So everything's like a cheese or a skunk cross of some sort, and it's been inbred or multi-bred with itself. But what we've been seeing a lot of is, like, autoflowers, feminized and autoflower genetics, like, especially from, like, Ukraine and, like, coming out of Spain, being mixed into the local population. A lot of the local growers just want those auto those auto flowers because if they can get it like quick enough time, they can get uh, a full crop in and under from seed to finish under like 10, 11 weeks in some cases, depending on the strain. Jesus. Right. And for them, it's just time in, time out, like seed free method. They're just trying to get as many plants in as possible, flower them as small as possible, and they just go. Like the concept of cloning is completely foreign up here. Everybody just runs some seeds, man. It's crazy. Sounds great. Sounds absolutely great. Um, does it affect your visa, the fact that you can't leave? You haven't overstayed or something stupid like that. Are they going to nail you on something African and bizarre? Um, no comment this time. Uh, <laughs> that's being addressed at a higher level than a paycheck that I'm allowed to speak of at the moment. Uh, no, it would, well, to be, I'll, I'll just be honest about it, because the thing is, like, uh, overstaying your visa in South Africa, which is what, I was coming to Swaziland to go up to Israel after that. I was going to come back uh, for the expo on a seven-day visa. That's what kind of cucked me up, is because that, I couldn't even, now, once Israel crossed me off the list for being able to fly there, there's no point to be locked down in Swaziland or be locked down in Cape Town, right? That was my two possibilities. So, for me, I, I thought Swaziland would be a safer issue. So, I called the American Embassy... And the guy basically just told me, he's like, you know, uh, if you overstay your visa, it's a $30 fine, American, right? But if I overstay my visa in South Africa, it would have been possibly a five-year disembarkment for me. <laughs> so I went with a smarter option. Like, I may be, like, 10 kilometers from the American embassy. Like, I got, like, a squad of Marines, like, that are still on duty and the, the American embassy there. Like, they, they, they're just riding it out, too. They think Swaziland's safer than almost anywhere else. And every South African I've talked to has told me the same thing. I'm like, because there was kind of this panic moment, like, oh, shit, I'm actually, like, stuck in Africa, like, during this, like, actual pandemic. And then it was like, oh, yeah, no, it's not too bad, actually. It's probably one of the safest places. I'm rural, like, away from other people, good source of food, cannabis. Like, yeah. I'm set up yeah. better than most people, to be honest. And I have room to run around. So for me, it's just uh, like I, I, I'm working on the process of dealing with the paperwork. But yeah, technically at the time, it's like uh, like I think there's allowances for visa overstays at the moment just because they've allowed it for South Africa. I think like special circumstances will, like will explain this. I mean, I don't think anybody wants me going anywhere. Like, the whole idea is to stay in place, right? So I've been staying in place for like two months now and I'm going to stay in place another <laughs> probably two or three months. Well, and you've seen the harvest right the way through and now people are getting it together to try and get it to a market or at least get it into a condition where it's um, cured enough to just hang on a minute because um, Joburg's pretty flooded with weed. I'm sure they're taking a bit of strain trying to get it out of Swaziland. There must be a hell of a lot there now. But it is quite a late harvest, isn't it? Swaziland does go a bit late, May, June. Yeah, right now, there's still people plugging the fields. There's still trimming going on. There's still a it going on. Uh, maybe about, like, four, three, five weeks ago, there was a lot of activity just with, like, uh, like market. I know I was going to Jailburg. I know I was going to Durban. 
there's still people doing that at the moment, but with kind of the enforcement, it makes movement of any kind. Local hustlers are having problems. Local, like, delivery guys are having problems. Like, just because it's, like, if you don't have, like, this, like, even if it's not even your permit, it's more about, like, you know, if you look sketchy or not. Because right now, it's pretty much martial law up here in a sense. Like, okay. the cops can just stop you and do whatever. Being, like, an American, I, I get a free pass. But for a lot of other people, it's not really, like, like as free as freedom of movement as it, as it should be. And so the people that have already, like, established supply routes into Joburg or Durban, they've actually probably got it already. I would assume, I don't know, but I would assume that whatever method they set up, they've somehow found a route to go through it, or they're doing an old jungle style, you know, I'm yeah. not sure. I, I can't speak too much on it because I don't honestly know. But the, the ganja never stops moving, whether it be a prison, whether it be a quarantine, whether it be whatever. The cannabis always moves because someone's willing to pay for it. True the question story. is, how long are people going to still be willing to pay for over the next two or three months with people being out of work? Sure. That's what I'm kind of like thinking about down the line. Yeah. At least people in like for the American Canadian markets are. Well, it's been fascinating catching up with you. Thank you very much for joining us from Swaziland with a huge big bat just to rub it in that people are running out of blades here and you're using like two on one joint there. So. Oh, dude, no. I'm like running out, man. Like, I have so, I go through so many. Uh, red Rizzlers. <laughs> red Rizzlers from the colonial world of Swaziland. Jordan, thanks for talking to us, buddy. And come and see us in Joburg. When you cross the border, come and see us in Joburg. There's a bed here for you, bro. Oh, yeah, I definitely will. Once I, I figure out my paperwork, I'll be coming through. Thanks, guys, for having me. I really appreciate your time and everything. Sweet. Good night, everybody. Go well, man. Peace. Well. Cheers, Jordan. So, same but different in Swaziland. I, I, we don't really hear much on the airwaves about Swaziland and what's going on. With There's no headlines about it. It's just sensationalism from here or either in Europe and America. Um, it's funny having two American guests on the show tonight. We've got an American guest. In fact, you know what? Come to think of it, we've got a guest in America. He's not American. We'll deal with that in a minute. And Jordan, of course, is um, kind of American-Israeli something or other. I think he's got a U.S. passport. Um, but he's now stuck in Swaziland in all, in all the right places. I can't remember. He, he, in fact, he probably won't tell us even if it was true. He's probably got seven passports. Wow. <laughs> so, he's a good man. Yeah. He's all over the place. That's going to be a good time all isolated up in, the, in, in Swaziland. I would love to be out there. That would be great. And 200 grams for 50 bucks. Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, I mean, the smokers were there. I mean, it'd be great to grow, grow your own growth field, have, have be out in the middle of nowhere for a couple of weeks. Reset. Yeah. Well, now we're going to cross the Atlantic Ocean and head to, I believe, New York, New York where our yeah. next guest is waiting. And I've personally been wanting to get this guy on the show for a little while because he's kind of fascinating character. He's been in cannabis land longer than all of us put together. And um, <laughs> I, I think Danny's on the line from, I believe, New York City. Danny, you there? Yes, I am. Oh, loud and clear, hey. man. What a great picture. There you are, dude. Good <laughs> evening. Welcome to Johannesburg, my man. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, I'm a big fan of your work over there. Dog a couple, pick up yourselves. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, okay. Am I right? Thank in, you. Am I right in saying you're in New York City? I am. I'm in Brooklyn, New York City. Uh, I'm, you know, locked down now over a month, and uh, thankfully my family and I are healthy and and surviving. Um, but the reality outside our window is not so great. Uh, 
So, you know, it, lest people think this isn't real, I don't know, there's a few people out there who still think there's some kind of hoax going on. This is very real. Uh, I can see it. I know it. Uh, and it's... Yeah, yeah, there's, I mean, there's people there with two-room apartments that don't even can go outside, you know? You, you oh, I, I imagine you're, if you're in Brooklyn, you're in a bigger space than you would be if you were in, in Manhattan, yeah? You've got room to swing yeah. a cat there, yeah? yeah? Right, right. And we have some outdoor space, a roof deck and, and, a, and a balcony and stuff like that, so that's nice. Um, and, you know, we can get out uh, briefly, just, you know, little walks here and there or to the grocery store uh, for necessities and things, but... It, it's it's a risk every time, and, and you know it's definitely you know one of the epicenters here sure. um, for it. So, yeah, yeah no, we're getting some pretty uh, incredible headlines coming out in New York, and like we were saying with the crew earlier at the beginning of the show, we, we nobody really knows what's real or not. And what's fascinating for me now is to talk to somebody in New York or in Brooklyn, in New York State, to actually tell us that it is real because there is so much disinformation out there. You are now, you, yeah, you, you um, yeah. obviously, you're a journalist, you're a writer, you can work pretty much remotely at, at home anyway. Yeah? How, how's your creative content going under lockdown? How's your mind with all of this? <laughs> it's good. I mean, I've just been planning for my uh, future, basically, as far as, you know, a podcast and um, staying in, you know, cannabis media and, and writing and, and all of that, uh, teaching people how to cultivate and grow their own, uh, to me, is, is, is the most important you know, aside from the release of the, all the marijuana prisoners. Uh, so I do think, you know, and social use. I mean, there's so many things we're still fighting for out there. And, uh, yeah, for me, I've just been planning, you know, for a time when it's not going to be like this. But if it is going to be like this, we, we have to figure out, you know, how to, you know, adapt to the new way. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, right. at least in the short term, it's going to be, you know, remote shows like this and, and, I think a lot of people, there's a lot of interest, obviously, in home grow if you're stuck at home. And I think a lot of people are starting to uh, not only grow their own, you know, fruits and vegetables, but also their own cannabis. So um, we've had a couple of guests on from the West Coast over the last couple of weeks, and they describe um, dispensaries that have some sort of delivery system, leave it on the leave it at the doorway. Is, is New York and New York State like that? What are the local rules now? Because they've changed with every mayor that you've had. Every time there's a new mayor, there's a new set of rules for you guys. How's it there now right. with weed? We have medical uh, dispensaries, but they don't, they don't sell flowers or, uh, you know, what we would consider, you know, hashish. They have, um, you know, uh, CO2 oil, vape pens, tinctures and capsules and things like that. And you need a medical card. Uh, but they are they remain open as essential businesses for now and uh it's you know it it's a thriving underground here basically it's uh, systems of delivery services and and people who know someone that has something and so it's pretty piecemeal and uh certainly not ideal for anybody uh but you know people are just trying to survive <laughs> as well so uh, yeah, I would say New York, you know, they, it was in the budget for uh, full adult use, uh, what they call rec recreational use. I like to refer to it as adult use. Sure. It was in the budget for this year, but they took it out because all of that, all of that funding has now gone to vi coronavirus uh, relief efforts. So, you know, our governor wants it. Our mayor wants it. The people obviously want it. They vote overwhelmingly, you know, over 80 percent in favor uh, it's just a matter of, of our politicians catching up, and right now they've got 
bigger stuff on their mind. Sure. And I think, um, you know, we saw headlines of it being um, described as an essential item. I mean, that's quite a breakthrough. But not no, the, smoking. The, 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 yeah. the, you know, the, the rules haven't changed. They didn't write the law, but with this emergency situation, it's a hell of a thing having weed as an, as an essential item in many states. Yeah, I mean, to, to us it seems obvious, but I, who would have thought that, the, that you know, the government would feel the same way? And I think you know, part of it is just keeping people happy <laughs> while they're locked down. Uh, and you know, cannabis, you know, it's a medicine, and I think for a lot of people it, it, it's life-saving and it keeps them alive and going. And, I, and so well, I mean, we've always known that it's essential uh, but it is kind of mind-boggling to have to see the government and pub public officials and even media and everybody come around to that. <laughs> well, are you are, you, are they selling alcohol in, on, in New York? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're and selling cigarette? alcohol. They're doing alcohol delivery. Uh, I'm assuming you know if you go to the store, you yeah. could buy cigarettes. I'm not a smoker of cigarettes, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you'd have riots in the streets if you didn't have tobacco and alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming to that soon, yeah, I can tell you that we, we, the government has not allowed alcohol or cigarettes to be sold during the lockdown period, so they're really testing people's patience with that. Yeah, and it just, all it does is, is feed the thriving underground marketplace that's going to, you know, if there's a demand, the supply is going to be there. It's just a matter of if whether it's regulated and controlled or if it's just wild, you know, the wild, wild west. They, I can't believe it. Homemade pineapple beer and cider being made, and let me tell you, yeast is impossible to find in the shops. Well, it was for quite a while because everyone's just making their own at home now. Right, right. Could, what's that, um, Danny? What are the rules? There's no home growing in New York State, is there? No, no, no. home growing here. Uh, it, no, we've not, got you not see, by law. We've got our nationwide judgment that it is our human right to grow whatever the hell we want and that's quite a groundbreaking thing in South Africa in fact there isn't even a limit on it we can grow whatever as long as nobody can see it basically as long as it's in private you can do whatever you like so there's tons and tons of weed in South Africa so we're going to save you some okay because all of this is <laughs> going to be over one day <laughs> yeah I mean I'm well stocked you know over the years of, of uh, kind of I'm I'm a, a hoarder uh, when it comes to things like that, so uh, I'm I'm pretty well stocked. But I feel bad for the people who aren't and out there, and I, certainly the patients who really need it. Uh, it's it's you know another one of the sort of injustices and indignities that we have to endure uh, to get through all of this together. But uh, yeah, I mean that's why home grows. You know, just like you mentioned about the the pineapple beer, which I have to try sometime. That sounds amazing. <laughs> but uh, just like you said, with that, I think there's going to be a lot of people growing their own uh, at home. And I wrote a beginner grow book for those people. It's it's really meant for anyone to be able to get started growing. That's what the podcast is about. That's what you know. That's always been my thing. Is you know, promote self reliance and then you know everything that went into your product or whether pesticides were used, you know what strain it is. And uh, bottom line, it's fun. You know, it's an enjoyable and experience to create your own uh, healing medicine. 
I am um, one of the regret. One of the great regrets I have of last year is when I met you in at Hempfest in Seattle. I didn't score a book with a signature in it because we've got quite a collection of famous weed people's books, and we haven't got yours yet. So it, it played on my mind later on. I went, damn it, we didn't ask Danny for a signature for the book. And then you know, trying <laughs> well, to find happy, I'll, I'll send it. Trying to find somebody twice at Hempfest is impossible, mostly. It, <laughs> of course. It's like two, yeah. no, two I'd, miles I'd long. I'd be happy to send you a book. I'd that would be, be great. Send you a book. I'd be honored to, to be on the shelf with uh, uh, my, my colleagues. In the yes, you will. Well, um, you, you mentioned earlier um, about releasing prisoners. And we've got a signed Steve D'Angelo book, and we saw him in Harborside and did an interview about his last prison or the last prisoner project, and how he's dealing with that. Are they letting prisoners out in New York as we speak? Is it happening? I no, I don't believe they are, and I think it's really turning into a crisis. I think any non-violent marijuana prisoner needs to be released immediately, uh, and I think you know that's the number one. I love the Last Prisoner Project because uh, it actually has an expiration date when that last prisoner is released. So it's working towards a finite goal. Uh, I'm a big supporter of Last Prisoner Project. I think the number one thing we need is that the prisoners to be released and also for people's records to be expunged as well who, who may have been released but uh, are still suffering, can't vote, can't participate in all of these other things because they have a record. So I'm a big proponent of releasing those prisoners uh, in, you know, especially in states where it's legal, but even in states like New York where it isn't yet. Yeah, without expunging the records, you're just taking them out of the jail to be on the streets without, without anything because they've got a record. Imagine, right, right. I think that's really important because it really boils down to things like organ transplants and things, you know, these are life and death decisions. And if you have those convictions, you're less likely to get a liver or a heart or whatever you might need. So, you know, it's it's pretty serious. It's not just about voting. It's about, you know, participating in society and being an, uh, an active citizen. What, what do you see? Do you look, I'll put it this way, have you got a silver lining to all of this about lockdown and the state of um, how it, corona has now affected us all? Because before all of this happened, cannabis as a corporation was tanking in a lot of places. And now it's all gone to ground because it can't, it can't operate anymore, if it, even if it wanted to. And I, I describe all my friends in South Africa as the second wave. The people that have been growing weed all of their lives, who weren't going to get a look-in in, 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 in Corporation Cannabis Version 1. Do you think that's over now? Do you think when it all gets going again, the little man's going to have a look-in? I mean, I hope so, to be honest. I, 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 uh, I think... It's important that we look back to the techniques that worked for the last, you know, thousands and thousands of years and not necessarily the last hundred or so years since we've sort of industrialized everything. And I think that the food supply and how we grow our food supply and our cannabis needs to look back to nature's ways and using less, you know, nutrients, moving away from, you know, chemicals and, and hydroponics and things like that and towards a healthy living soil. Uh, with the beneficial bacteria and, and, and microorganisms and uh, the mycelial strands working together with the roots and really building so that you're improving on your soil year after year and using less and less um, actual plant foods. And so I'm hoping because you actually get a more superior product that way as well. Uh, it's cheaper, more sustainable. Uh, basically, 
better on all levels. So I do think that you know it's kind of like a back to the future thing where you know we're looking towards the the older techniques rather than you know the techniques of the underground, which was throwing them under lights and and on slabs of rock wool and just really kind of producing and cropping and all that. Uh, we want our plants to feel the sunshine and you know feel the soil and have that beneficial you know relationship between the the, the roots and the, the bacteria and the wow. mycelial mushroom strands. And I so in my in my opinion I think hopefully you know we'll go towards a, a more you know a better packaging, less plastic, you know, less of all of the the, the bull crap that we've been dealing with. Uh, you know, with the over-regulation of our industry and the moneyed interests uh, really flooding in. But you're right. I mean, they all kind of are tanking, and we've already been here before. We've been you're from the underground, so we know how that works, and uh, yeah. and we can easily go back to where things were and thrive because that's where we're from. So I'm just thinking, if you're living in a small place in Brooklyn, you must be having a little bit of a withdrawal about growing. Where do you ever get to do any growing? If you're the grow dude, how you're not growing at the moment, though. No? Well, like I said, I have a roof deck and a balcony here, and I do grow a variety of things there. But I also, um, you know, I participate with with friends in some kind of like co-op uh, type okay. deals, and at the same time, uh, you know, I before this all hit, I was traveling, you know, sometimes twice a month. Uh, you know, for weeks at a time. So it's very difficult to do that. I think, you know, people think of growing as a hobby, but it's not something you can walk away from all the time. Mm -hmm. You really have to be there um, tending to your plants, you know. And so the travel really ate into my sort of growing. But I, luckily, I did get to visit a lot of grows and maybe thousands and thousands of different grows and see all the different ways people create the plant. Uh, you know, because there's no one perfect way. I mean, there's whatever works for you, and yeah. I'm constantly learning new things. But I do, I do miss growing. You know, for a living. <laughs> you know, I don't miss the paranoia and the stress of it, uh, but I do miss the interaction with the plants, the daily, uh, you know, fun of just seeing them grow and, and helping them along the way. Uh, yeah, the the last big headline we saw of you in in uh, in America was the fact that. Um, High Times has laid off a bunch of folk and included you in one of their layings off. So you are literally, am I correct in saying you're, you're newly unemployed and locked down and in quarantine and scratching around looking right. for a job? Right. Well, you know, before that, they had, they had, they had already moved out to California. And I'm, I'm here in New York ah. uh, where we had, been, we, we had been based here for 45 years. Right, they, right. Or 40, 44 or so. And then they moved out to Cali and I'm, you know, I, I stayed here. So I had already sort of been working from home uh, on sort of a reduced schedule. Uh, and then when this all hit, uh, the, the layoffs hit. So, you know, I'm just looking to the future. I'm so proud of the 18 years that I had uh, at the magazine. I wish them nothing but the best and success. And hopefully I can come back over there uh, when all this is said and done. Because, sure. You know, ultimately it was really just uh, furlough, you know, rather than actual like layoff. It's it's just a mm -hmm. matter of them surviving as a as a company, uh, right? To get through to the other side, and you know, the, so the possibility exists that uh, that I would be back there as well. 
Um, but I also got to think about the future of myself and, and which where I'm going. So, you know, like I said, I've got the podcast on my mind. I'm entertaining all kinds of uh, opportunities in the media, you know, space and, um, you know, looking towards the future for, you know, selling the book and, and, and doing all of that. Um, well, you know, it's a confusing time, though. It's a definitely transitionary time right now. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be healthy in, in, in a place like, you know, that they're calling the epicenter of this uh, virus, <laughs> you know. No, you're looking, you're looking fit and well, bro. You're looking very good. I've got one last question for you, Danny, before I let you go. You know, it is 10 years today since um, Jack Herod died to the day. Yeah, I believe it's, it's, his ten, it's the 10th anniversary of his death today. today. You, you obviously met the man on a number of occasions, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. I got to spend a, a good amount of time with him uh, all around the world, Amsterdam, Seattle. Uh, he was an amazing man, a mentor. Uh, I got into you know the political side of this industry um, through reading his book. I mean, I had already been a, a smoker and a grower, um, but I was you know motivated by just love of cannabis and you know staying uh, paying rent and that sort of thing. But uh, he really made me more political about it. He made me demand uh, legalization and stand up for my rights and be proud as a cannabis consumer uh, rather than you know live live into the stigma. And allow people to uh, sort of stigmatize us as, as you know, responsible cannabis consumers uh, and patients. So he, I, I just want to say thank you to him, and, and I can't believe that it's been ten years. Uh, he he was an amazing man. He, he was a, a friend and a mentor. Uh, I first met him at a very young age, probably eighteen or nineteen, when I was making the hemp hats for Headcase, uh, and he was just so gracious, so nice. Uh, so welcoming and, uh, you know, just always preaching the word of cannabis and hemp and, you know, that it can save the world, that if you replace uh, alcohol and tobacco and pharmaceutical drugs with cannabis, you will add years to your life. Uh, all of these amazing points that he could make so eloquently uh, and really fight for us as consumers and a community. Uh, so, you know, I think he'd be very interested to see where we're at, you know, as far as the industry, uh, you know, the legalization, the overregulation, the taxing, you know, these were all things that he was very adamantly opposed to. Um, and so, but again, you know, he was also opposed to people being in prison and, and uh, all of the things that we, all the injustices that we have to deal with uh, during prohibition. So, you know, it's a mixed bag. I think, you know, we could have expected that it wouldn't have been come out entirely the way we, we all wanted it to. And I still think we have a long way to go. We yeah. need to go fight for home grow. We need to fight for uh, getting releasing the prisoners and expunging their records. And we need to fight for social use, being able, you know, once this is all over, being able to get together. You know, we might not be passing joints to each other, but uh, we, we can enjoy uh, our love of cannabis and celebrate it and... Uh, you know, continue the fight for all those things in Jack's honor, uh, and also Charlotte Fiji, who just passed away last Absolutely. week. Absolutely, uh, yeah, sure. So you know, and all the other pioneers. I mean, Dr. Todd McGuire and Dennis Perone, and Brownie Mary, and so many people over the years um, that fought for for cannabis freedom. Well, I reckon um, Jack will be watching you turning into one hell of a cannabis ambassador yourself, sir. 
It's been absolutely great having you on the show. Finally, I caught up with you and managed to get you on the show. It's been oh, um, I... it's been cool to see your face, Danny. I wish I'd spent more time with you in Seattle, Seattle, but uh, you know how it is with those gigs. It's, there's, there's a lot going on. Um, I wish you the best in the epicenter, and I'm going to listen to the podcast. And I can tell you, I watched um, I listened to the what are the history weed? Um, great moments in weed history with the um, last one they did about the summer of the cans. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, with the story I mean, of uh, Ryan, if, if you want a hot podcast to watch, uh, great weed moments in weed history. The latest one is about the summer of the cans, which is a, a shipment of weed in cans that fell off a ship onto the whole coast of Brazil one summer. And it's a it's a really funny story. And you, your name was mentioned in that podcast, funnily enough. Yeah. So, Danny, uh, um, uh, it's been a real honor talking to you, man. Um, go well. I'm so glad it worked out for the best with high times and everything. And there's no animosity, anything like that. Keep your health. Keep the faith. And we'll see you on the Hotbox show again one day soon. Thank you so much, man. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I'll come back anytime you guys want. I appreciate it. And keep up the good fight. Thank you, man. Great stuff. Thanks, Danny. Good man. Sure. Well, it Can has you believe been electrifying there in the epicenter of everything, like, for real. Yeah, yeah, no, that is, a, that is an effort to get out and go down to the local spa to get some shit, you know, because... There is like 10,000 dead in the city or something. Mm. But like, if you look at the other side of it, then there was 20,000 flu or 15,000 something else. It's like the weirdest thing. Anyway, and that was super cool to talk to Danny like that. Yeah. He, um, well, maybe we'll get on his podcast. I'm glad he's going back to podcasting as well. He sent me his email address to back something up today. And um, he's actually Russian. He's born in Russia. He's got an extremely Russian surname, which isn't Danko. Dankovich, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Something like that. And, and one of the great moments in weed history is quite a funny podcast series of stuff. If, you see, if you're trying to find something to watch. And the latest one about all the weed in the cans off the coast of Brazil. And like everybody got into smoking weed for the whole summer. It's fantastic. Yeah. Mm. So how's it going? I'm not sure whether we can whether we can attempt another Instamigram because we had such a, um, a mission with it last time, and it's all just down to the fact that we haven't got a controller here because the controller's out in the ether over there. So Dan, you know that we're um, trying to do uh, a Cyber D Day. Yeah, I've heard you. Yeah. All right, so we've got we got a bunch of folk sort of lined up to do that are you are you available to do this like you're doing on on d-day come in and be an mc yeah. and be a hot box kind of backup for everybody yeah that's good we're not quite sure how it's going to operate with all the equipment yet but um i think we'll have a good laugh doing it for a few hours i'm doing this full summing up yeah i'm not going yeah i'm really able to do i'll make sure i do my vegetable gardening in the morning right yeah do that okay yeah, ringing up people and say, "Are you in?" <laughs> so I'm not quite yeah. sure. I'm just getting. I'm just getting um, um, word from the control box how we're going to get round Instagram. Otherwise, I've got nothing else much going on apart from the poll. Does anybody remember what the poll was? What are you going to do for your 420 celebrations? Are you going to go online and watch a whole bunch of stuff? Because there is. We've got a whole list of those. Um, are you just going to turn up the reggae or is it just business and 
just smoking as normal. Uh, ask Dale to drive it. Can you go over to there? Can you go over to that machine there? Sure. And scroll through Instamigram. Is it on there? Yeah, no, that one's completely remotely already done. To see if you can mouse that up and down. Alright, um, Dale's gone off to the other machine to see if he can do the scrolling on it. So I can end up here. Um, Strange.coza, God grows weed. That's a good byline. Okay, two seconds, Dale, it's coming through. Um, oh, look at that. Uh, we got some friends. Um, no more high times, John Veet. It was actually John. We've got to thank John for getting older, Danny, actually. Thank you so much, John. It was very cool to speak to the man. And old friends of uh, the Ducker Couple, Pat and Kubis, are in. Um, the last I heard, you guys were in France. I hope you're not in France at the moment. Completely. And everybody's growing weed everywhere. It's absolutely fantastic. Except Danny in Brooklyn. So I wish I had a desk cam as well, because I could show you all of this dab I've been making with all of the live run shake. And it's all really, really delicious. Yeah. Oh yeah, you ready? Oh, here we go. So who wants to do Instamigram this week? I reckon Dell can choose. Ah. Alright, well, it's, um, hang on, that's on, you've got to flip it to recent, that is on most. Is it on most recent? Because I see above, oh, there's most recent now, okay. Alright, let's scroll, because I've got, the, it's written down, I've got three prizes to give out. We haven't forgotten about you, but we're just, it's like couriers and shit, it's difficult. Not exactly yeah. essential items. No, it isn't at the moment. I'm sure, like, we've got some really groovy t-shirts, though, from all around the place that we've got as um, as uh, gizmos for this. Can you scroll it, no? It's not down, no, we don't have a scroll on it. Uh, what about... Um, no. There's always some issue with this at the moment. It's, it's, it's quite a tricky thing, because we're actually one laptop down, because we're somewhere else with it. Um, no, so we can't do that. You got anything? Oh, wait a minute, was that a refresh? I don't think we're going to get away with it again. No, oh, there you go. That just did it. You're good. Nicely trying to drive there. Yeah, okay, here we go. Up, um, there's been, on the groups I'm on, there's been loads of people doing bubble hash and shit with all of their trim and ever knows what. The most beautiful part of uh, the growing process. Maybe. Wow, that's a beauty. Ah, look at that, straight in, it was knuckle genetics all the time. It's something about their photos, you always get dragged into knuckle genetics pictures. Uh, I still have a couple of knuckle genetics left that I've been storing in a safe place. <laughs> have you now? Oh, we let uh -huh. What's that lot? Uh, that's a video. It's a video? Oh yeah, it's a video. Somebody's growing a bunch of males out there, look. Oh, guys. Where two weeks ago that was the 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 winner was a male pitcher. Yes. 
Yeah, that's one of the shorts. Remember, folks, to go back during the week and check all the shorts of your favourite online cannabis culture weekly show. There's a beaut. What's that one there? Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, Garden Root Genetics. You see, we keep, we getting, keep getting dragged into the same beautiful shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know, they're great. They're, they're really cool. And... Um, in, in the hardware shop I was in uh, yesterday, there weren't any seeds at all. People were growing their own shit. People be trimming here. How are we doing? We're at the end yet? Almost. Almost. Have you got one in mind yet? What's with all the food shots? And there's lots and lots of people sending adverts. That there you go. There, there, there. You, you're done. You're done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's one half. Slow it down a minute, slow it down a bit, there's that. Fuck, look at those jars of weed everywhere. Mm -hmm. But imagine, look at all of these hotbox show, um, fuck, that's nice. Oh, yum. I think that's it. Jeez, that's lekker. We haven't had a concentrate win the show for a while. Is these all with the, are these all with the hashtag, with the hot box show hashtag? Ah, there's another classic look. See? Yes. Uh, I think the cons, yeah, I don't know where now. Have you got one in mind? Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. I concur. Okay. Let's, um, and I don't think that's somebody that's ever won before. No, I don't recognise that one little bit. Yay, we've got a new winner. That's fantastic. Can you take note of that? I'm taking note of that. Okay, brilliant. Um, thank you, Control, for getting Instamigram. Instamigram. I've got... Um, please ask him to select the Chrome window into his profile. Come in. Okay, it's all done. Yeah, that was weird doing it that way around. Buzz, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> just admiring the band form. Yeah, some fucking amazing shots this week. It'd be um, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's weird doing doing so much work on weed, but not not having any um, growing with my bud shit. But what we have done is harvested the last of those three um, plants that had the we did the competition with the grow mediums. Yeah, they just had water. They just had water things. So now we've got them harvested, and now it's just basically um, weigh them up, divvy them up. But every all of them that survived had um, uh, I don't know, forty, fifty grams on it, maybe forty grams on some of them. So anyway, we'll do we'll do the we'll do that next week. And the other thing I can tell you is, you know those karma tips. You know the karma tips yes. that 
Well, I planted two of them in a plant pot and I've got three pieces of amaranth about half a metre high now. So they do grow, they work. So there's, that was a shit all lit, so I'd say they were pretty lit from weeks ago. And when all of this is over, we've got some really groovy dabadoo fucking VIP bags for you folks to, to fucking get into. Because um, it's like, it's too exciting not to. There's some fucking great stuff in there. Um, next week, I haven't got a clue yet much, except I was looking to see if Russ... Um, I was waiting to see if Russ Belleville was going to come in, so we haven't had an update from Portland, Oregon. Does anybody else you can think of? There's Zolbart with a whole list of shit that he's smoking. A raspberry glue, midnight berry, banana, kosher cook, Rosetta Stone, chewy, um, lemon dog, OG, bushfire, OG, tangerine, moose shine, big Buddha, blue cheese, GG4, cross, UK cheese. <laughs> All the flavours there. All the nice. Variety is indeed the spice of life, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, how many strand how many strands have you got, Joe? Smoking, um No, I mean how many did you harvest? How many have you got going in the garden? Oh, it's one, two, uh, four. Okay, great. Four flavours. Yeah, no, that'll do you for a while. Mm. Great, okay. Um, so we got another brand new Instamite grand winner, and we're pretty much out the other side. Have we got any poll results, perhaps? Oh yeah, the Let's poll! Let's see. Did you know there's nearly seven and a half thousand hotbox show hashtag posts now? What? Seven and a half thousand pictures on the hashtag. <laughs> ah, that's amazing! Neely, coming up. Um, okay, let's see now. Quite a mixed bag. What are you doing celebrating 420 this year? Um, Two-thirds of the people on Facebook said it's just another day blazing because I'm sure you know we've already done 19 days of 420 so the 20th day of 420 is just something that's on Facebook just another day blazing a third of the people are going to turn up the reggae and then 10% of the voters said online 420 events um, it's the same on YouTube it's pretty much the same on YouTube. Two-thirds of the people is just another day blazing. So it, it is 420 every day this year, month, year. So I'm sure they'll go down in history as peer-reviewed studies. And everybody will look to this when they formulate new laws and rules, the, the Hotbox Show poll. But um, again, 50... Uh, 50... Uh, nearly 60 people voted. So that's nice. quite extraordinary. Nice. Wow, over over both over both over both their platforms. Anything you know, want to add, guys? Wasn't that cool talking to Danny Danko? <coughs> that was, that was quite, amazing. Yeah, I know he's a good man. Yeah, it was good to chat him. I, I grew up reading through his um, articles and his <coughs> knowledge he was putting out there, learning how to grow and the art. So yeah. it was really good to talk to him. Nice to hear what he says and good to see him there. Yeah. Well, he's going to put the podcast back together of ABC <coughs> growing stuff. So. I'm sure we can score him again. Um, yeah. Dan, thanks for pulling in on a Thursday once again. Um, Buzz, we'll check you around on the airwaves. Joe, Ooh. keep um, trimming that weed. Thanks for joining me in Lockdown Dale with That's our, with our 1.3 meter social distancing. <laughs> and um, <laughs> It's fucking weird. It's the weirdest thing trying to get a vibe going, you know, because this time normally an hour and a half into this show we couldn't speak at this point because everyone had been 
I miss your joints, Dan. I miss those fucking triple whammies with the Kyla BHO round the end dipped in Kiff. That's what I miss. Yeah, I mean, I'm making them myself. Email, so I'm, I'm just enjoying them here, but when we meet up again, trust me, we'll make like double bladers. Make nice. sure we'll catch up for all time. Catch up. Can you do a growing with my buds next week? I can try, yeah. I can try. I can definitely show you some stuff that's growing. Okay, let's see. We'll talk offline. Boys and girls, cool. episode 129 featuring Danny Danko and Joint Cannabis Consultants and Jordan Cole from Swaziland via all the other places he is with all of the passports he's got. Um, thank you so much for watching the Hotbox Show once again. We don't, there's no point doing it if you don't watch. So as long as you keep watching, we'll keep doing it. Uh, check the shorts during the week and um, thank you for all your online comments and we'll see you for 100, episode 130 in seven sleeps time. Stay locked down. Peace, guys. Bye. It's safe Peace. to choose happy. Adios. 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 <laughs>